Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, good evening, and praise the Lord, praise the Lord, and welcome to another episode of Purpose Kingdom. I am so excited that you have decided to join in, to be encouraged, to be motivated, uh, whatever the need may be this evening, I pray and I hope that your need is met by, met by God. I am your host, Arthenius Jackson, coming to you live from the great city of Florence, South Carolina, with One Touch Transformation. So One Touch Transformation, it's my baby that God gave to me, my ministry, and the organization, it focuses on sexual assault awareness, where our mission is to educate the community about sexual abuse while encouraging and empowering all victims of sexual abuse. So not only do we focus on the awareness part, but we also focus on the healing side. And let me tell you, this organization simply started from me sharing my story of overcoming and surviving childhood sexual abuse. I was silent for 20 long years, so I have carried that secret Maybe you've carried it for, you know, 10, 15, 20, 30 years. Maybe you still haven't shared it. But I carried that for 20 years, and it wasn't until almost eight years ago when I finally decided to break my silence, be set free, and to start my healing journey. So that's why I like to focus not only on the awareness side, but I also want to focus on the healing side because I, my desire. My personal desire, and I feel like the the purpose that God has placed inside of me is to allow others to experience true freedom and true deliverance and true healing because it is available. It's not just for me, but it's for any of you who are listening or someone you may know who may have or may be experiencing sexual abuse. Speaking of it, April is Sexual Assault Awareness Month. So this is a time where... I really put the the foot to the gas pedal where I am really advocating and really educating and empowering and still focusing on healing. And if I'm being transparent, I absolutely love this month. And then at the same time, by the end of the month, I'm like so drained because I have poured out so much. Um, I can remember feeling, even last week, feeling it already. Uh, we were halfway through the month and I'm like, okay. I am feeling it. I am no longer taking any more engagements, you know, for this month because it becomes very draining, and it, I expect it, and I know my limits. I know when it's time for me to, you know, take care of my the mental side of me because mental health is important, and emotions, they all play a huge role on this journey in this month. But I am excited to raise awareness. I'm excited about advocating. I'm excited speaking on the healing aspect because I know someone needs it. And I know without a doubt that God has placed this inside of me to talk about and to go around and encourage others and, and allow others to see what healing looks like, what freedom looks like. Because I wasn't always there. I wasn't always there. I wasn't always here. It took me some time to get here, and even now I am still on my journey of healing. 
I wish I can tell you you get to a certain point where it doesn't bother you anymore, but I'd be lying if I said that. And so for those of you who are listening, maybe maybe you know someone or maybe it's you who have experienced this traumatic experience. But whatever the case is, we all are impacted by it. We're affected by it, whether directly or indirectly, which is why it is so important for all of us to be informed and educated about what's going on. We do not need to overlook this conversation. We do not need to allow this to stay taboo. We don't need to keep pushing it under the rug. It is time for us to not only just talk about it, but to continue the conversation. We must keep it going because it's the only way that we can, you know, make it, you know, the conversation feel normal and not so uncomfortable. Yes, a lot of people feel like this topic is uncomfortable to talk about. You know what I say about it? So what? I'd rather have this conversation and make people feel uncomfortable than put a child in an uncomfortable position. Like, come on, we've got to think about kids here. We've got to think about our sisters and our brothers. We've got to think about what could happen, the effects of it, how it impacts us as a family, as a community, you know, as a society. So we really have to make sure that we are having the conversation for starters. Start right there. Start right there. It all starts with having the conversation with your children or, you know, your children that you have when they're able to talk and hold the conversation, then you can begin to talk to them talk to them about consent and boundaries, not secrets, good touch, bad touch, something as simple as that. It is simple, but it will help in the long run. Just think about if if we would have had these conversations when we were coming up, the, the secrets that could have been avoided, the things that could have, may have possibly been avoided. But it's time to change that. We don't want the cycle to continue. We don't want to continue to raise generations and generations of kids being hurt, traumatized, and then feeling like they have to keep it a secret. But now we want to change that. It's time to change it. So if you are ready to change, you know, this, cycle and this generation of hush-hush, then, hey, this is for you. Maybe something that I say tonight will kind of catapult you into doing something in your community or doing something even just for your family or for your church. You know, we need to even take this conversation through the church, which I'm grateful for this platform. So even though this is a faith-based platform, I am truly grateful for it because this conversation is not even held in a lot of faith communities or faith-based communities. It's not held in churches. Very few, and I am grateful for those who are not afraid or who are committed to even, you know, raising awareness even in your local churches. So thank you. Thank you to pastors who are not afraid to post about it. Leaders, we need more of you. We need more leaders, more pastors, more ministers to even raise awareness and talk about it in our churches because we have a lot of people in church who are hurting, all because they have not been able to talk about it. Maybe they're dealing with it right now, dealing with the, the pain of the past, because it's something that, that follows you. And I'm talking from experience, not from what I just read, not from what I heard, but I'm talking about something that I have lived from, from being a child and an abuse as it followed me into my adolescent years, teenage years, adulthood. This is real. It's real. And there's so many people who have been victimized, both men and women. 
It happens to girls and it happens to the boys. We may not hear too many stories as far as boys or men who have survived it, but I'm, I'm here to tell you that it has happened to them. I have met even males who have, you know, been courageous enough to whether share this story openly or share it with me. And my heart even goes out to them even more because I know it is difficult to, to share it in the first place. But to, to share it with the world or with others, it is great. It is great. So I have, uh, I have a few things that I want to talk about um, in regards of sexual assault awareness month. Um, first off, let me just go ahead and give out some resources just in case you may need it who are listening or someone that you know may need it. The first thing that I am going to get out is the National Sexual Assault Hotline. They are available 24 hours throughout the day and night. <laughs> so it's available 24 hours, 24-7. Anytime you know someone who may need the number, just, hey, pass it on. Post it on your wall. Post it on social media. If you have Instagram, if you have Facebook, you have Snapchat, post it. You have Twitter, post it. Someone on your timeline may need this number. So it's 1-800-656-4673. So that's 1-800-656-4673. So like I said, feel free to post it. You have no idea how huge of a role you were playing just by even posting that number. Because, like I said, you never know who may need that number. And also a great website to pass on is RAIN.org, R-A-I-N-N.org. That's R-A-I-N-N.org. If you click on the website, they also have a section where you can chat with someone. So even if you're not comfortable talking on the phone, you can chat just on the computer. So you have you have a couple of options. You can talk on the phone with the sexual assault hotline, or you can chat. Rain actually has a mobile app. If you want to search your Google Play Store or your Apple Store, search for Rain R A I N N. They have an app, so you can even get in contact with them through there. So you don't have to be on the computer to chat. You can use it, access it through your phone. I think that is really, really cool. I, I love it. I think the app came out last year. And one reason I believe it came out was because we were, you know, in, we was in the beginning stages of the pandemic. And, you know, a lot of people were stuck at home, not able to get out. So they needed some outlet. They needed some resource, someone that can help somebody that would listen. And so I, I really think that the app was a great idea and a huge help for those who are not able to access the, the normal resources that they would be able to. And one more that I want to give out is the website for male survivors and is one in six dot org. So the number one I N and the number six dot and that is specifically for male survivors because as I stated earlier, there are times that we do not focus on male survivors, but we have to keep in mind that it does happen to them too. So men too. <laughs> no, we have me too, but men too. All righty. So, first thing I want to talk about um, something very disturbing. Um, so, and before I even dive into it, um, just want to put this disclaimer out there. Um, 
there, there are some things called triggers. So if at any time you are listening and you have been victimized before or uh, are a survivor, and if you get to a point where you feel that you are being triggered or feel like you are reliving the moment, please um, use the resources that I gave you. If you need to hang up, if you need to log out, it is okay because I do not want you to feel like you are being re-victimized. So if that at any time happens, please make sure that you use the resources that I provided earlier, whether it's over the phone or through chat. And if you if you need to, we certainly understand if, if it becomes too much because we do not want you to relive any of those horrific moments. So remember, keep that in mind. Keep those numbers near keep that number nearby and keep those resources nearby those websites. All right, so um, the first thing that I want to touch on, like I said, it's very disturbing. Um, so a couple of days ago, I shared a status. I think it was a couple of days ago. It might have been Sunday, yes. Yeah. I shared a status that said even if you're raised in a shelter home, rape can still happen or rape can still occur, something along those lines. I can't remember word for word, but it was just I was having a moment, and, you know, you may hear some parents, and specifically older parents, you know, who, who've already had their kids to grow up and move on out of the house. And sometimes parents may think they really know their children. They may think their every move, they know how they're going to react, respond, and this and that and the third. And sometimes I guess they just figure because they know their child, they think that if anything would have or could have occurred, that a child would have told them. But I, I feel like a remark such as that lets us know that they, they are still ignorant to the ways that abuse actually happens because most abusers, they always victimize or hurt the children that they know and they're either relatives of the family or friends of the family. And so they use the process of, uh, of grooming or the strategy of grooming, grooming the parents so that they can get in good with the kids, earn the risk of the parents so that they're able to have that, that, that connection with the children. And so it makes it, makes it easier for the, the child to trust that adult. And so a lot of times we, we can't, we can't just think or be so ignorant or so, oh, what's the word I'm looking for, or so blindly to think that your kids are going to tell you when something like that will happen. Because I, I think about myself. Yes, I was raised in a shelter home. Yes, I was raised in a very spiritual home, Bible-believing home. Went to church every weekend. Not even just every weekend. Let me break it down. So, you know, so I'm a Sabbath keeper. Um, I've been a Sabbath keeper my entire life. So we always had uh, Sabbath services, which was on Saturday. So we observed Saturday instead of Sunday. Not only did we have church on Saturday, but let me tell you, we had church on Sunday night. We had church on Tuesday night. We had church on Friday night. And then we had two services on Saturday. And so for years, that was my same routine. So as much as I went to church, let me tell you, it still happens. It still happens. I mean, sometimes it's like, how do you even keep it from happening to your child? I mean, 
but just without the point. But I just wanted to point that out and say it doesn't matter what kind of household you're raised in. It doesn't matter. And not only was I was in church all of those nights of the week, my dad's a minister, uh, my brother's a musician, I sang on the children's choir, and as I got older, I sang on the young adult choir. I mean, I was fully in church, but it still happened. And so a remark like that, it just it just shows and demonstrates like you really don't know the process of how a perpetrator chooses his or her victim. And, you know, it's one of those things that no one will ever understand how a perpetrator such as an adult will find any you know, enjoyment of of molesting a child. I mean, I've talked with other survivors who were as young as three. Myself, I was six. Others, they're eight and nine and ten. I mean, minors. And it's something that we'll never be able to wrap our minds around to understand why perpetrators do what they do is that this is going to bring me to my first scripture. Um, It's in 2 Timothy chapter 3 and verse, so 2 Timothy chapter 3 and verse 13. And it says, but evil men and seducers shall wax worse and worse deceiving and being deceived. And so I want to focus on how, you know, we have, they will always, they have, they have always been evil people. There will always be evil people. But I, I think you and I can agree that people have become more and more evil within the past few years. I mean, I can even think back to when I was a child and we would hear about, you know, we would hear about different things. And, you know, it was happening maybe sporadically. But now we hear something every single day. And not even every day, every few hours, there is something on the news where people are just being straight up evil. And you think about all of these cases that we've been heard with since the Me Too movement. I mean, when it was really flying, when it was really out there, it was like there was a a new case or a new story every day or every week. But now, you know, it's right there in the word, so we can't be really surprised when we hear these things happening because we know that they're going to happen. This is how we know that we are in the end times because evil men and seducers, they're waxing worse and worse. Times are getting worse and worse, harder and harder, evil and evil, more evil and more evil. And this is going to take me to the disturbing news that I heard or the disturbing trend, I should say. We we live in a technological world, um, social media world, where things tend to trend. And the things that are trending, they're not always uh, so good. They're not always trying to provoke change. They're not always... Um, you know, hashtag S-A-A-M for Sexual Assault Awareness Month. So usually when something is trending, it's 
with a hashtag as a trend. So I recently found out, I think this was yesterday, I had someone to inbox me last night. Well, yesterday. I checked it last night and had a conversation with the young lady who was a survivor herself. Um, now, granted, she's not as open as I am, and I, I mean, and I completely respect that. But I am grateful that she felt led to share this information with me because I was just so unaware of this. All right, so we have the social media. We have um, Facebook. We have Instagram. We have Twitter, we have Snapchat, and we have TikTok. I have not joined TikTok yet, but uh, I keep telling my students that they're going to make me create an account uh, because it, it is very intriguing. Um, it's basically people doing a lot of dances to different songs, creating, so it's a lot of creative things up there. But, of course, with everything, um, as always, when there's something good going, some, someone always has, has to take something and twist it for evil, you know, they always got to make something up and just, just ruin the whole thing. And that's, that's just life in general. Every time there is something good, <laughs> like evil is always present <laughs> in that sense. Someone always has to take something and twist it and, you know, turn it to evil. And so I was aware, made aware last night that there was a post or a video that was trending, more so um, a date that has been trending. And the date is April 24th. And so when she um, sent me a message saying, hey, did you hear about April 24th? I said, no. It's supposedly been deemed National Rape Day. Yeah, National Rape Day. And, and my mind's like, that is insane. And I, I'm hoping that any normal person would feel the same way. But ha April 24th was trending. It was a hashtag April 24th. And it started from TikTok. So, you know, I started looking it up and trying to Google it and see if there was more information about it just to see what, how it originated, where it started, how it came about, how it started trending. I mean, how can something like that even trend? But, um, the article that I pulled up, and I'll be more than I'll share it on my page after the show if you want to uh, learn more about it or read up some more about it. Because I mean, it's 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 a real thing that's been trending. Um, it got it made national news, of course. Um, but I just want to read a few things out of it. Uh, this was actually posted today, this morning, um, and it starts off by saying that April is Sexual Assault Awareness Month. And, and, and before I can go any further, <laughs> to make matters worse. To come up with a a date during sexual assault awareness month, how how evil can you be? How insane can you be? Because April is sexual assault awareness month, and users on the popular social media platform TikTok are warning others of a reported video promoting April 24th as National Rape Day. According to numerous reports, users on TikTok says a group of men created a video on the platform encouraging others to commit sexual assault on April 24th. How crazy is that? Very, extremely insane. Evil. Worse and worse. It goes on to say, TikTok says they are taking the matter seriously, but have not come across any videos or content on their platform that fits that description. 
Now, one thing that we've, we've, we've learned while living it in, in this technological era, that once you post something, it's up there for good. Yes, you may take it down from off your page, but we have always been taught that once you post something on the Internet, it is there. So I'm finding it hard to believe that there is absolutely nothing that indicated because how could this have even come about if they said there was no video of that sort? Users who have claimed to have seen the video sent out warnings to others, many telling women and young children to stay home or be aware of their surroundings on the 24th. And see, and this is why it's so hard for me to, to believe TikTok when they say they have not come across any videos or content that fits that description. And they, and they also said they found no evidence of the original video and the safety of their users is a top priority. They did say that. They declare that keeping our community safe is our priority and we do not tolerate content that promotes or glorifies non-consensual sexual acts, including rape and sexual assault. While we have not found evidence on our platform of any videos related to the subject, our safety team is remaining vigilant, and we will remove content that violates our policies. So, I can remember uh, maybe a couple of years ago, there were some memes going around, you know, joking about rape, joking about sexual assault. And, you know, I... I took matters into my own hands and, you know, you know, because I, I do have social media and I post my mind that, that rape is not a joke. There's nothing funny about it. And even with with any kind of joke, any that's tied to rape or molestation or sexual assault, there's absolutely nothing funny about it. I mean, do you know that there are countless men and women who have endured rape and no one is laughing at the end of it. No one. And so for anyone to even jokingly or, uh, you know, say anything about this, or even if it was a hoax, I mean, that's still, no, no. That's, it's an evil hoax. Now, you, you have some hoax that are, you know, Haha, it's funny, pretty cool, but oh, we got you. But a hoax about rape, a, a hoax about sexual assault, no, never, never. Another article that says agitated users of TikTok are sounding the alarm, warning that an appalling video on the social media platform dubbed April 24th National Rape Day. The fear has escalated despite the fact that the video in question cannot be found even by TikTok's head office itself. Police in at least one town are warning residents to be on alert. So whether someone created it as a hoax or whether someone created it just to go viral or whatever the case, it should not be tolerated. And then there's one user, she said, so I literally just saw a video on TikTok and I had to make a video myself because most of my followers are women and I need to make sure you guys are aware. A TikTok user, and it gives a handle, 
with the handle. Um, Warren in her video with over 1.5 million views. She goes on to say, this is a video going around on TikTok of disgusting men, rapists, child molesters, predators, just disgusting human beings, and they literally came up with a date to go around and rape women and children. You literally heard me right, women and children. And I think one article I read, it talked about how it was being compared to as a purge, you know, where you legally have 24 hours to get away with whatever. And supposedly this National Rape Day would allow, you know, whoever, men, women didn't really specify to legally rape women and children. Just evil, pure evil. In the middle of sexual assault awareness, where we are trying to raise awareness, advocate, educate, and bring healing to victims and survivors, those who have suffered, those who are still suffering from the pain of the past, in the middle of this month, and someone wants to create a hoax like this. And, it, it, and it's kind of sad, even before this, even before um, talking about this trend, it's kind of sad that we have to not only raise awareness and educate, that's not even enough. You know why? Because rapists, they are the sole problem, you know? They are the, the blame for each and every act that they commit. But then we have to hear, okay, make sure that you're careful. Oh, so are you telling me to be careful so I don't get raped? Um, So how am I careful? (laughs) Do you understand what I'm trying to say? How, How do I be careful so I don't get raped? So now when you think about it, it's like, oh, I can cause myself to be raped. So it's it's a little it's a little um, I don't want to say really contradicting but sometimes it can sound like that because society I'll just say society will teach women oh well don't wear your skirt so short don't wear anything revealed or it's like you're asking for it don't go to this, um, don't go out late at night, something like that. Like, I, I understand, yes, you don't go out doing anything foolish, but to tell me how to dress, where to go, you, you're being careful so you don't get raped, so you don't get assaulted. And like another post I've seen, why can't we tell whether it's men, women, your hands to yourself. No means no. Don't go around raping people. How about that? Okay. Bump telling someone, like, be careful. Um, make sure you don't go walking through there. Make sure you don't go out over there at night. Um, make sure that your skirt's not too short or too tight. No, tell, tell, <laughs> tell them, keep your hands to yourself, whether it's a man or a woman, because you know what? Women are perpetrators, too. Let them know, keep your hands to yourself. No means no. 
No means no. Just want to pause for a second and give out that information again for those of you who may be joining in. My name is Arsenius, and I'm with One Touch Transformation out of Florence, South Carolina, where we are a nonprofit organization raising awareness on sexual assault. Our mission is to educate the community about sexual abuse while empowering and encouraging all victims. And if you need any information or any resources of how um, you can get help or maybe you can get help for someone else, you can call the number 1-800-656-4673. That's 1-800-656-4673. You can also visit the website of RAIN.org, that's R-A-I-N-N.org, where they do have a chat um, spot available. So if you do not want to talk over the phone, you can chat with someone live online. So again, that's rain.org, R-A-I-N-N.org. So we have been talking about National Race Day where someone either wanted to start a trend or just create a hoax or create a a so-called joke on National Race Day, April 24th. So if you see that trending, this is what it's talking about. National Race Day, and it originated from TikTok based on the articles that I've been reading. Um, supposedly, you know, because now they can't find the video, where they say the video doesn't exist, but I do not believe that. I, if I'm being honest, I do not believe it. But um, there was a video of a group of men who said or deemed that April 24th will be National Race Day, where they can go out and rape women and children. And so there, it has drawn a lot of concern. Which I can imagine, or what you can imagine, it has shown a lot of concern. And so there have been others who have been hashtagging April 24th just sharing, like, hey, rape is not a joke. It, it's not a hoax. Um, this is not something that you just joke about. You have victims and survivors who are dealing with this real-life situation in the middle of Sexual Assault Awareness Month at that. So this it, now is not the time. No, not even now. There is never a time to joke about rape or sexual assault or molestation. There is never a time to joke about it. Certainly now is not the time because we are in a month where we are raising awareness, educating people and advocating and trying to bring healing to others who are still experiencing the pain of the past. And someone wants to do something so evil, wants to start something so evil that is so uncalled for, unnecessary in the middle of our month. I call it our month because I am a survivor. And, yes, this is our month. This is our month to really make some noise, to really, really speak up. And I'm not ashamed, I'm not afraid to speak up about it because it's evil and it's wrong. It's a crime. I don't care who you are. don't care what position you hold. don't care what role you have. If, If you are a rapist or if you're a perpetrator, then... You are guilty. You are wrong. You're wrong. You're wrong. But what I like about, this is going to sound crazy to some of you, but what I like about having the title of survivor or wearing the title of survivor or being a survivor, not even like, but what I love about it, I'm going to tell you. And like I said, this may sound a little crazy to some of you, but to others, you may understand where I'm coming from. But what I love about being survivor is that it teaches me, um, it allows me 
to be, you know, a vessel for God. It allows me to carry out a purpose for him. It allows me to really show you or show others, I should say, the power of healing, the power of strength, and the power of peace, the power of joy. Those things, as a survivor, can only be obtained through God. Yes, I did attend therapy. Yes, I've had some counseling. But as I continue my journey of healing, the joy, the peace, and the strength, it comes from God. I pray for it every single day. Every single day. Joy, peace, and strength. Because it's what I need on days when I'm doing well, and it's what I need on days when I'm not doing so well. And so as a survivor wearing this title, carrying this title, and even as I think about it and as I talk about it, it, it brings me great. It, it brings a smile on my face. And even as the tears of joy begin to form in my eyes, I'm still smiling because God, God has had me this entire time. He's had me this entire time. Some days I may not feel like I'm experiencing healing or have not experienced any type of healing. But on those days, we never know what we're going to encounter, who we may encounter, what we may encounter that will cause us to have a setback, a slip-up, triggering moment. We never know when it's going to happen, how it's going. Because the thing about memory, sometimes they can be so inconvenient and so inconsiderate. (laughs) But you know what? They are memories. So they're going to happen. And so we have to be prepared. You know, as a survivor, we have to be prepared to face those memories, those triggering moments. And if you don't have the strength to do it or to go through it, and sometimes it can cause a major damage mentally and emotionally, spiritually. I guarantee if you if you pray at least for those three things, I'm, I'm telling you what I know from experience. If you pray for those three things, at least those three things, I promise you, I promise you he will do just that, give you that the joy that only you can can get from the inside, not from anyone else or anything else. And he will give you peace that only you understand. Sometimes flesh side of me, I have no idea how I can be so calm or how I can be at such ease or be at peace with some of the things that I've gone through. But then I know it's not me. It's the spirit. It's the spirit of God that allows
Aloe to the heels cometh my help. My help. Oh, yes. He's our strength that gets us through everything that we feel like is too heavy for us or, or too big for us. And it is. There are some things that are beyond our control, some things that we cannot carry, which is why he tells us to cast our care upon him for he cares for us. So I don't know who the men are that are behind the original post or the hashtag of April 24th. Neither do I care. But my main goal and the main message to get across to everyone, each and every one. I'm not even going to say be careful. I will say that it is not a joke as far as relations to events of rape and assault and molestation. Now, or there is never, there is never a good time to joke about rape. There's never a good time to even attempt to pull a hoax about rape. I feel like if people really realize, and I don't even want to say if they experience it because I don't want to wish that upon you. would hate for anyone to experience it because it's such a, a life-altering event or experience. But if people just really realize the effects that it that it has on a person, how damaged it can be, how painful it is, how hurtful it is, how life-changing it is, so much physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, and, you know, sometimes financially. You know, if you're trying to get the help that you need and you don't have the funds, then, hey, that can become a burden as well. So it, it can hurt in every aspect of life, as every area of life. And so the next time you you read or see a post that is joking about rape, are you willing to stand up and speak up? Are you willing to do that much? Are you willing to even Post the sexual assault hotline. Are you willing to post website? These are ways that we can help survivors or you can help survivors, ways that you can support them. You don't even have to say anything, you know, verbally, but if you just share the post, share information, because you never know who on your timeline needs it. And not even on your timeline, it could be someone that you've known your whole life and would have never thought that they experienced something like that. I mean, imagine how many people said to me when I first broke my silence, I had no idea that you were going through that. I mean, I've had classmates who've reached out to me when they realized how, you know, when it happened as a child, they reached out to me and said, I had no idea. That smile on your face that you care, I know. Yes. So you never know 
Remember the statistics, one in four girls. So I just want everyone to be more aware of conversations, of posts, whatever it may be. Because, like I said, there are so many people who are still hurting, still searching to fill the void in their life, still searching for healing. And in, at this moment right now, I just want to tell you that God is the ultimate healer. God is the only one who can fill the void. So maybe you're listening tonight, you've been, you're hurting, trying to figure out how to fill the void in your life. Maybe you're trying to figure out how to, you know, start the, the healing process, start your journey. And and maybe it it starts with a relationship with, with Christ. That could be step one. If you do not have a relationship with God, that can be step number one towards your journey of healing. God loves you, cares about you. And I know maybe you've even blamed God for you going through what you did. Maybe you've questioned him and, and wondered, why me? Why me? But we know God, he is, he's the creator. He, he's the author and the finisher of, of our lives. He knows the things that we've already experienced and he knows the things that we will experience and he knows that you may question him. He knows that you wonder if you still love him or if he still loves you or still cares about you, but he does. He does. And tonight he's saying, you know, come back to me. Come on. All you who are heavy laden, I will get rest as I pray to God. Whether it's for your relationship with Him, to to start a relationship with Him, to to accept Him into your heart, whether it's for healing, whether it's for deliverance, whether it's peace, strength, whatever you need, we're going to talk to God right now. And ask in his name. Thank you, Jesus. God, you're you're wonderful. You're you're so amazing. For the things that you do, the things that we we see you doing and the things that we don't see you doing. The things that we are aware of and the things that we are unaware of. But God we tell you thank you. Thank you for this this moment. Thank you for this opportunity to even come to work. Thank you for this evening. God, thank you for your, your word. Thank you for your Holy Spirit. Thank you, Jesus, all that you have done. Because, God, you are truly, truly great. Awesome. Awesome you are. And, Father, I pray for those under the sound of my voice, those who have been listening. Those who have been victimized, those who are survivors, those who are still hurting and dealing with the pain of the past, of their childhood, or from those traumatic events, no matter how long ago it may have been. Father, I come to you on their behalf, and I pray that you strengthen 
in the name of whatever that man or that woman may be. God, I pray that you send the joy and the peace that they need. God, I pray that you send your Holy Spirit. God, someone is sitting, listening. God, I pray that you go to wherever they are. And I pray that they receive you, that they receive not only your love, but receive your Holy Spirit, so that they receive your strength and your joy and peace. God, wherever they may be, whoever it may be, God, I pray that you go into their hearts and to their minds. God, do what only you can do. Deliver only like you can. Heal like only you can in the name of Jesus. God, I speak freedom. I speak liberty. I speak healing in the name of Jesus. Meet the needs of your people. In Jesus' name. God, I pray for the entire staff of Purpose Kingdom Network. God, I pray for Brother Rob. I thank you for what you have done for him thus far. God, continue to bring a total recovery over his entire body. God, I, I pray for those who are bereaving. I pray for those who are sick, wherever they may be. God, I, I pray that you just continue to send your healing power in the name of Jesus. Those who we may know, those who we may not know, God, continue to watch over us, keep our bodies healed, keep us protected. God, even with so much evil going on in this world, God, we pray that you cover us under your blood. Cover us in the name of Jesus. Cover us, oh God, from day to day, even as we travel to various locations. Praise your great name. We lift up your great name and give you all of the praise. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 All right, so at this time, I'm going to turn it over to our pastor. She's going to give us our announcement for Purpose Kingdom Network. The Lord praise the Lord. We bless and thank God for the word that has gone forward this evening. Um, before we go into the announcements, we want to reiterate that we pray, we pray, we pray that this was just some sick person's hoax that they put up on social media. We pray that it got taken down in time before someone who may not be in their right mind would take that serious. However, we still urge everyone to be precautious. Please be extra eyes on your children, on yourself. Um, And we pray God's safety and protection over you tomorrow. Amen. We thank each and everyone who joined in with us this evening for this, the 1,447th episode of Purpose Kingdom Network with our host, Minister Arthenius Jackson, and her ministry, One Touch Transformation. We thank and bless God for her, for the way she pours out, not just um, out of healing, but she pours out offering deliverance 
out of a situation that can keep you bound. And I love the fact that she offers it through Jesus Christ because as a survivor, I can tell you that if you want to know what can bring about your healing and your change, I dare you to try Jesus. Amen. We would like to encourage you who may have given your life to Christ this evening to find the Bible-believing, teaching, preaching sanctuary where you can grow in the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ and heal from the trials and the tribulations of this world. Until then, bless God. That is why he has Purpose Kingdom Network here for you. Please join us tomorrow evening at 9 p.m. Tomorrow evening at 9 p.m. for another broadcast of Purpose Kingdom Network right here with uh, the Daughters of Ruth and their host, Reverend Maureen Lee. Tomorrow evening will be our very last broadcast on Blog Talk Radio. Our next broadcast will be on our fifth year anniversary on May 9th, where we will be transforming from Purpose Kingdom Network into PKN Radio. That's right. God has blessed us to not just spread the word of God through his taught word and his preached word, but also through gospel music. We are now able to broadcast 24 hours a day, seven days a week, the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ, the loving power of Jesus Christ, the changing power of Jesus Christ. So we ask you to join in with us on PKN Radio. Amen. PKN Radio, the place where believers go. You can still feel free to follow us on our social media pages. We are still at Facebook as well as LinkedIn at Purpose Kingdom. We are on Instagram and Twitter at Purpose underscore Kingdom. Please feel free to email any comments, questions, suggestions, or concerns to us directly at PurposeKingdomNet at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you, to pray with you, and to pray for you. Know that we love you with the love of Christ. Again, Minister Arthenius, wonderful word this evening. Thank you for the warnings as well as the words of healing, encouragement, and deliverance. And the ministry is back in your hands. All right. Thank you for those announcements. And at this time, I would like to take a moment and thank all of our online listeners for joining in for another episode with um, One Touch Transformation. And if you'd like to know or learn more information about us, you can visit our website at onett.me. That's onett.me. Be sure to follow our page on Facebook under One Touch Transformation and also on social media at underscore O-N-E-T-T as far as our Instagram and Twitter. So we are on Facebook on One Touch Transformation and also on Instagram and Twitter. We do have a few remaining events for the month of sexual assault awareness, and so I'd like to um, share those with you if you would like to join in because we do have a couple that will be Zoom where you can um, catch us there or even Facebook Live. So right now we are finishing up our last seven days of our fitness challenge. Um, Even if you want to join in for the last few days, you are more than welcome. (laughs) We started off um, on the the 11th, and so we'll be completing it this coming Sunday. And this was a way to show how important it is for survivors to have support. Because, you know, when you're exercising, usually it's good to have an accountability partner. And so we demonstrated with the fitness challenge how important it is for survivors to have that support system. Um, Next week, we will have our annual Spark the Combo, 
which is going to be held um, co-hosted with Antioch Antioch Fellowship Church here in Florence, South Carolina, and it will be streamed from their Facebook page. So um, if you go to One Such Transformation page, you'll be able to click on the events and you'll learn more information about that and how you can watch it. And so that means you need to follow Antioch's page so you're able to view the the actual um, conference or seminar that we'll be having. Um, I'm trying to figure out if there's anything else I'm leaving out. Um, there will be another, uh, if you, like I said, if you follow the page, you'll see more of the events that are going to be Zoom where you'll be able to tune in because with, every, with the pandemic still going on, we still haven't been really going anywhere physically, but we've still been still raising awareness virtually. I do have a couple of speaking events um, tomorrow. I'll be in King Street, South Carolina. Uh, I think it will still be streamed live, and if so, I will be sure to share that on my page. And next Sunday evening, I'll be a part of another platform through Zoom. And again, I'll share that information so you're able to actually watch it. Um, but again, thank you so much for tuning in, all of you who called in and listened. If you listen on the internet, thank you, thank you, and I appreciate I appreciate your support and continue supporting those who are survivors and you know continue to pray for them, keep them lifted because they need it, especially now because it's up in topic right now and you know the, the conversation is really being killed this month. So continue to keep us all lifted and continue to pray one for another. So I pray that you have a wonderful night, a wonderful rest of the week. Continue to mask up and social distance and pray for those first responders as well. Um, and just like I said, just continue to keep each other lifted. Um, that's the only way that we can make it together through whatever is going on because we're, we're living in some evil times, so we have to stay prayerful. So that's going to do it for tonight. Again, thank you for tuning in. I'm Arsenia Jackson with One Touch Transformation. I hope you have a wonderful Jesus Lord. He raised me, I will not lose. He saved me, I will not lose. Set me free, I will not lose. Never want to see you down, I will not lose. He saved me, I will not lose.